0: go through to Proverbs 10 22. I want us to get into the subject of the blessing and this is something that God clearly spoke to me about on uh, uh in the month of December to say that we have to start the year with this and we're going to go on a few weeks on it so the blessing there is it is the blessing is loaded but out of this whole series I want you to catch one thing are you guys with me I want you to catch one thing. Say with me, say, I am already blessed. I, am blessed. I want to change your mindset that you can believe it. Many are saying it, but they don't believe it. Many are saying it, but they don't live like it. Many live from miracle to miracle, not from blessing to blessing. A miracle is an intervention in time. A, which suspends all natural laws and allows a miracle to take place, but a miracle is not permanent. Let's, just listen to me. It's temporal. Because you can receive a miracle in your body, and then three weeks later you can get sick again, or because you don't take care of your body, and you do that miracle away. You break the same leg. Are you guys with me? So a miracle is a one. It's not once of so we believe in miracles. But Lee, I want you to see this. Miracles is the charity of God. It is mostly up to His sovereignty. Yes, He has given us the gifts. And we can lay hands by faith. We can stir it up beyond His sovereignty. But miracles are the charity of God. And people are saying, I'm getting messages, you know. I'm just waiting for a miracle. I've been trusting God for a year now to give us debt cancellation. He's not going to give you debt cancellation. If for a year you've been trusting and there's no... Why haven't you been working that a whole year? I hope I don't irritate the one that that told me that now. I'm just being honest. Why haven't you been working? Because the Bible says the hands of the diligent will prosper. Are you guys with me? So, yes, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. But how does it make one rich? By you actually working. And working so hard. Assigning yourself to something. Are you guys with me? So a lot of people believe in blessings and not so. I'm going to be fast this morning because I want to be back to you tonight. I want to encourage you to tonight. Um, bring families bring all families Uh, we're going to I'm going to anoint you with oil, lay hands on you. A very special anointing service. We're going to preach a very powerful message on the blessing, but not long, short, uh, but very powerful. Are you blessed or are you cursed? And see the difference between a blessed man and a cursed man. What is the difference? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? And then we're going to, uh, I, want, I want to lay hands on you with oil to anoint you for this new year. So join us tonight here. And uh, so there's a difference between a miracle and a blessing. A miracle is temporal. A miracle is somebody that's just begging God. You know, I was living, it was about a year ago, last year. And I was thinking, God, you know, I don't see that many miracles in my life. And I was wondering, I'm like, you know, I used to get this financial breakthrough. And I used to get this gift from out of the blue or money would appear in my account here. And I said I would trust you and trust you, and But I said I don't see those things happening anymore. And that question was on my heart until I, until I read something this week where where uh, someone said they asked the same question, and God told them that uh, that God and you think something is wrong with you because maybe you think you have less faith, and this person said how God has told them that they trusted for miracles then. But now they're living a blessed life. They can go back to charity and trusting for miracles again. So, do you want to go back to charity and suffer so that I have to help you out? Or can you just walk into a shop and buy what you want? And if you're offended by the statement, relax. You should be walking into every shop that you want and be able to buy anything that you want and I'm going to prove it out of this whole series that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it that is what my word says let every man be a liar but every word that comes out of the mouth of God be true are you guys with me so the blessing makes you rich, but the blessing isn't richness. Have your seats. The blessing isn't richness. So to give you an illustration, the blessing works like this. It is you having a electricity in your house, and you take a bulb, and you, and you ter- turn it into one of the sockets. And as you turn it into the sockets, the light bulb comes on. That is a materialistic thing. You can remove that, mat- that light bulb. Do you l- remove electricity when you remove that light bulb? No. The electricity current is still in the house. So the moment God has blessed you, you are blessed. You have a current and a frequency that shifted. And that will determine, that will bring material things. But the material is not the blessing. And we're thinking we are not blessed because we don't have material things. If you are blessed, it will Has to, otherwise, you are not blessed. If you are blessed by God, which I'll explain to you all in scripture right now, you have to attract material things eventually, meaning favor will be upon you. As a believer, you will be given a privilege or privy in job opportunities. That is, if you live the blessing life, the favor life. The irreversible blessing. Seventhly, the blessing of God. So, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. Seventhly, no sorrow. One of the most powerful forces of the earth is the force of blessing. Listen to me. Are you guys with me? It's heavier than money, it's heavier than connection and associations. If you are blessed, you can lose everything today and you can start again tomorrow. If you are blessed, you can start even when you are 60. The blessing can be seen upon you. God gave it to Adam. He gave it to Noah. God blessed Noah and his sons. What makes it so powerful, this blessing thing? The blessing, and I'm not even going to get into the message yet. I need to be finished 22 with the whole message. And then I'll do offering quickly. If I leave you at 10, to, even if I leave you at 10, I'll be on time that time, that side. So just tell them they must stretch the communion, the praise and worship a little bit. Okay, so It's because we don't know. There's sometimes cops on the road and... Uh, my, I endeavored to actually, because we had communion this morning, but I endeavored to kind of like be finished at 20 to 10. That means you have a nice hour and 40-minute message. And, uh, uh, and then you have no excuse to not come back tonight. Okay. And we're busy with a great project. And I thank you to everybody that has already been giving towards it. It's not that we're hiding it from you. It'll be revealed possibly, hopefully, hopefully in three weeks' time. Um, if not, it is, it will be revealed like literally two weeks or three weeks after that. Okay. If not. So, um, we are just busy with the final things and, um, it is going to be amazing. And I want you to give out of being blessed and to know that this is going to be a place that is going to stand for generations and your children, your grandchildren. And, uh, so the blessing, listen. Listen. The blessing is behind the making of the blessed. Let me say it again. The blessing is behind the making of the blessed. I'm going to say it in other words. The blessing is behind the making of the rich. The blessing is behind the making of the blessed. The blessing is behind the making of the rich. Because the Bible says, The blessing of the Lord maketh one rich. A blessing fertilizes the mentality of the blessed. Meaning the blessing immediately envisens or makes a person wiser in their mind and gives them intelligence. That's why Joseph was blessed. He immediately received an intelligence that he could be in the courts of a king. Are you guys with me? You can't be carrying the blessing and stay a dumb person. You cannot. When I talk to some Christians, dear Lord Jesus, sometimes it's painful (laughs) until that conversation ends (laughs) because of the stupidity. So what am I trying to do? I'm trying to change a doctrine since last year, but people come, still come with all stupid nonsense. I had this dream that I died in the dream. Or some witch in this dream is doing this and that, uh, Just listen to this morning's message. I ate this in this dream. And when I ate this in this dream. I'm telling you. These people that want nice, attractive messages. So they'll say that. If you eat anyone, if anyone eats in a dream, now there can be some, minority. If everyone eats in a dream, then you must go for deliverance. And here's my deliverance course. You know. $100. So, a blessing fertilizes the mentality of the blessed. A blessing accelerates the life and destiny of the blessed. Say, it'll accelerate my life. The blessing is a preservative for the life of the blessed. You can't be blessed and be easily perishable. It is impossible. Your enemies will have a force field trying to come against you. Mm. The blessing is a guarantee of fulfillment for the blessed. Meaning every promise that God has given you will be fulfilled. With no added sorrow, the blessing establishes a generation of the blessed. Meaning if you bless your children's blessed, their children's blessed. And my blessing will go a thousandfold, says the Lord. A thousand generations. So if you are blessed, trust me, your children are blessed. Saved or not saved. Have your seats. How can they be blessed and not say, well, listen, Elon Musk is much more blessed than you. So you now you need to go to God and find what's the situation here. The man doesn't serve you, but he's blessed more. Some people say he gets it from the devil. The devil doesn't do that. Don't, don't give the devil so much glory. God makes the rain to rain upon the just and the unjust, and the sun to shine upon the just and the unjust. He raises every political leader in power. Putin, Biden. There's there's a place where man can want one and then God puts it in because man wants one. Are you guys with me? So, so if you're upset with with Cyril, that's why the Bible says pray for them. They are ministers of righteousness. They will be held accountable one day for the work that they are doing. Are you guys with me? I've already been getting kind of like threats and and attacks from the certain, some parties that think I'm talking about them who I'm not talking about in my prophecy. They, 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 They think I'm talking, so I don't even answer them. There's like three blue parties. Now you think, now you think I talk about you. Some people, the blessing made them. Other people, their natural skill made them. I'm going to say it again. And how do you know the blessing has made you? When every day when you walk and it feels like you have imposter syndrome, it feels like you don't deserve anything that you have. Because the only way it could come was not by your own works. You know it. You do not have the skill for this one, two, three. What is, the world calls it imposter syndrome. God calls it the, the blessing of God. That after the right hands are laid upon you, that's how the blessing is transferred. Things just happen or money just comes. Yes, you have to work. Don't be stupid. We work till late at night. But the things you have, you realize, how did I get into this life? Is this a mistake? Am I going to lose it like this? That is how the blessed life feels. Not that you fear it, but you don't know how it came. There's nothing you can attribute to yourself on how it came. So some people are made because they are blessed. Others are made from their self-efforts their skill, their education and they do what they think is right and they in their own strength, their own power, defend themselves here, justify themselves here, go for promotion here, you know, tries to uh, uh, just go from one job to the other job to the other job. They cannot get into a place. For example, let's say ministry and just die because God blesses those that are broken. The Bible says he broke the bread, and then he blessed it, and he multiplied it. So brokenness comes before blessing. Listen to me. The devil has blinded you and lied to many of you. And the devil wants to steal you away from understanding your identity and understanding how to tap into the blessing. Now everyone is blessed, but not everyone has blessed activated Are you guys with me? So there are people who trust in themselves. Jeremiah 17 verse 7 or something. Put it on Jeremiah 17 verse 7. I need to hurry up. Jeremiah 17 verse 7. Quick with the scriptures guys. Okay, go one verse back. One verse back. Quickly. Thank you. That says the Lord. Cursed is, read this for me. Read this. Hold on. Wait, and get on reading. And, and makes? Guys, fix the scriptures, please. Read it again. So when There are those who don't live a blessed life, because they trust in themselves. So the danger is no longer a... The the danger isn't Satan, because he has been destroyed, defeated, and dethroned at the cross. The danger is something we call the Antichrist, which means not opposing Christ. It means pseudo, in play, instead of Christ. So many worship ourselves. John spoke about the Antichrist spirit that is in the church. Gnostics is which would look to themselves for salvation. So we look for ourselves for a blessing. But the Bible says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. I will do this. I will do that. Come on, Satan had five I wills. In Isaiah, I will exalt my throne above. I, I, I. Do you know God has five I wills? We'll get to them now. Are you guys with me? So the blessing works, you don't work. I want you to get this revelation. You know, Genesis 12, verse 2, put it up quick. Genesis 12, verse 2. Abraham was empty. Listen to this. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. God is saying this to Abraham, which means that Abraham had nothing. And you shall be a blessing. It's not yet a blessing. Are you guys with me? It's empty. God is saying, I'll make you a great nation. Go to the next verse. Sorry, the next chapter. 13 verse 2. Genesis 13 verse 2. And even if if we don't finish this morning, we carry on tonight, it's fine. I need to drop the... Heaviness of the message for you. Abraham, listen to this. One chapter, say, one chapter. You're one chapter away from being. Read this, hey, read it for me. Gold. Meaning, you're one chapter away where you can be very rich. Very rich in livestock, which means land and farms and properties in silver and in gold. Are you guys with me? Have have your seats, have your seats. So, God did not drop money from the sky. I want you to listen to this. He doesn't drop money from the sky. He doesn't drop degrees or, 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 or qualifications or certificates from the sky, from heaven. But yet, He dropped a blessing from heaven. And the blessing is the thing that attracts everything else for you. The Bible says, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. Are you guys with me? What does the word "bless" means in the Old Testament? It means barak. Let me just explain this quickly. This is an introduction. It means barak. Which means to bless, to kneel, or to endow with power for success. Meaning that the moment you are blessed by God, you are endowed with a power for success. Prosperity, say with a prosperity. Fecundity, say with a fecundity. I know you don't know what that word means. It's the ability to produce continually abundance. I'm going to say it again: is the ability to continually produce abundance, fecundity, longevity, and, say with you, long life. That is the inheritance and the blessing of the Lord. The term is often used of being separately favored by God. Meaning that God chooses whom he gives this blessing to. But we know in the new covenant, he chose all of us through Christ. But we can choose to accept or reject. I'm not speaking of salvation. I'm speaking of the blessing. Are you guys with me? In the New Testament, it is called eulogio in the Greek. And it simply means this. It means to speak well of. Meaning that I bless somebody by my words. I bless my life. By my words. People say there's no power in our words. Why do we say to people, bless you? God bless you. Why do we say amen? So be it, if there's no power in our words. There's power in words and there's power in agreement. Jesus came and demonstrated with a fig tree. For no reason he cursed the fig tree. And the disciples asked them the next day, "How did this happen so quickly?" And Jesus said, "He says whatsoever things you say and believe in your heart, you will have. Whatsoever things you say, whosoever says to this mountain shall have whatever they desire; shall have whatever they desire." So it says, says, speaking, Jesus would never have put that in Scripture if he's a liar. Are you guys with me? Are you with me? You look like I looked at 2023. <laughs> so. so it means to speak well off and say so with him, favored by God. It means to be favored by God. The third Greek word is Makarios, second Greek word, second Greek word is Makarios. Makarios means to be so blessed that it was equated to the divine mythological, Greek mythological gods. So when they would look at them, they had a word for them, they called them Makarios because they were in a continual blessed state, meaning they passed from death to another life and they were continually in a state of happiness and bliss. And when they would come to to earth as demigods or however they come, they would come to earth, they would be worshipped by man and they were called blessed because they had all these riches, they had everything at 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 their fingertips. And Jesus comes and He turns the thing around. And He uses that same word in Matthew 5 where He said, Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Meaning they are hungry in their spirits. Blessed are those who hunger now, for they shall be filled now. Bless this, bless that, and it goes on and on and on. And that word blessed is makarios. So the moment Jesus used that term, everybody in his in his surroundings understood what he was talking about, and they realized he was calling them gods. And it connects to the scripture where the Bible says that we are partakers of this divine nature. And Jesus was trying to tell them, you are partakers of my divine nature. If you do these things, if you have, that's still kind of like a little bit under the law, but he says, listen, you are partakers of this divine nature. You don't have to think about this God or this Greek mythology. It was very, Greek mythology was a strong religion type belief system in that time. So you had to get them away from it and use certain wording. Are you guys with me? Have your seats. So if I don't get finished this morning, then, then we just carry on tonight. It's fine. But I want to lay a groundwork on what is the blessing of God. How does a blessing work in the new covenant? I want to just first establish something very quickly. And it's important for you to know or we, I'm just changing belief systems. Is that okay? It doesn't make sense to try and experience God's blessings by going back to the Old Testament. I'm silent. Okay. But he, uh, Leon said we must throw out the Old Testament. I never said that. The Bible says the Old Testament will speak of Jesus. The Bible says it's types and shadows. We learn from it. It's also our tutor. The law was our tutor, but the Old Testament's also our tutor. Now the The whole Old Testament isn't the law. Are you guys with me? Only part of it is the Mosaic law. So please understand, when we make statements, we understand the balance and we understand all those things. We don't just take it as a general statement. But you can't, when it comes to the blessing, same as with salvation, when it comes to the blessing of God, people want to go back to the Old Testament and they want to do, 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 do. Imagine this. Imagine your company has been awarded a new contract. Imagine your company has been awarded a new contract. Millions of dollars, for those who are watching. Millions of dollars. Um, Your older contract was a bit smaller, not so much. Not millions even at all. Um, uh, uh, And as you are uh, sitting in the meeting to sign the deal, and you want to review the contract, you ask one of your co-workers to say, listen, can you bring out our previous contract, Um, and we bring out the previous contract that was a hundred dollars, this one is millions of dollars, and we begin to go back to the terms and the conditions of that contract, we go to our work employment contract, where it says, you must work from nine to five, then you'll get a salary, so now I apply this to my own business contract that I just received, which there's no nine to five. But what do I do? I now go back to another, it would be foolish. Nobody would think that. Yet we do it with the scripture. We have an old contract, testament, covenant, a new contract, testament, covenant. Why do we go back to the old covenant? Testament. Contract when Jesus specifically said, I came to fulfill the old covenant, I came to fulfill the law. Now, listen to me, are you guys with me? Say with me, I am blessed. Say it again, say, I am blessed. Say with an irreversible blessing of God in Jesus' name. Now listen, let's carry on, let's carry on. Let's put on the screen for me, Hebrews 8, Hebrews 8 verse 10. Hebrews 8 verse 10. Listen to this. Hebrews 8 verse 10. I want you to listen very carefully with this one. "For this is the covenant. So this is the covenant. Not that was the covenant. This is the covenant, that I will, so I will." Number one, make with the house of Israel." After those days, says the Lord, I, I will, say I will, I will, put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will, say I will. That's number three. I will be their God and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brothers, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will, say I will, Number four, be merciful to the unrighteous and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will, say I will. will. Number five, remember them no more. Meaning Satan and Lucifer used five I wills. God comes in the new covenant and say, I'm bringing a new covenant, a new testament, a new contract where I will do everything and you will do nothing. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So old covenant says, I do, I do, I do. That is why Satan said, I will, I will, I will. The new covenant says, God will, God will, God will. Not you, not you. Are you guys with me? This is grace summed up. It is nothing that you have to do. A lot of people think they have to pray for the blessing or they have to, to, to force for the blessing. You are in works. You have eliminated yourself from receiving the blessing. But how do I receive the blessing? We'll get there. Are you guys with me? So I'm, I'm giving you what is the terms. So how do we receive it? Because What is the terms of the new covenant? As I said to you in the old covenant, it is you must do, you must do, you must do. In the new covenant, it is I will do. God is saying God will do, God will do, God will do. Are you guys with me? It, meaning that God is done with the old covenant. Get it out of your head. Do I say don't read it anymore? I never said this. Don't put those words in my mouth because it speaks of Jesus. If you want to know Jesus, read in the New Covenant. I'll show you, even on a donkey, the reason Jesus chose a donkey, it's the only animal that had a cross. It was prophesied by Zechariah that he will get a colt and a donkey and he will ride in to the city and they will sing praise and celebrate his name so when Jesus came in the fulfillment of the monkey of the, of the, of, of, of the prophecy it chose a donkey a donkey is the only animal that if you look at it from the top on its back it has a cross so Jesus sits on the cross the word sits on the cross with his feet on a colt the donkey speaks of the old covenant The cult speaks of the new covenant, and Jesus saying, I fulfill, I'm I am the transitioning person between them, I'm the link between them, the fulfillment. And as I walk in, I am not only fulfilling the old and the new covenant, I am prophesying my death and cross that is to come, and that's the reason he chose a donkey. And even while donkeys were created, God knew that his son. Himself would choose a donkey and say, let's put a cross on that donkey for that moment to come. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. That everything that is done has a prophetic significance and a prophetic meaning. This is why Christianity is is credible because of the prophecies that has been fulfilled. No other religion has ever fulfilled one prophecy. Are you guys with me? So listen, listen, listen. So... He doesn't write the Ten Commandments on our hearts. The Bible says He writes the laws on our heart, But what laws? He doesn't write the Ten Commandments. He writes the law of love and faith. A lot of us listening, no, He wrote the Ten Commandments now on our hearts. Shut up. No. Jesus fulfilled them so that you don't have to. So now... The laws He writes on your heart is the law of love. I don't have time to go into the Scriptures. Uh, Romans, uh, John 13, verse 34. And the law of faith, the Romans 3, verse 27. Those are the laws He writes on our hearts, which means that I, I cannot even love without faith. How do I get into this contract? It is, Say with me, believe. I simply believe and then the love of the Holy Spirit is poured out upon my heart. I need to get further tonight. Um, I'll still carry on a little bit. The new covenant that God has made is not dependent, listen to me, on anything that you and I must do because you will fail and we will always fail. You say to yourself, I'm gonna read my Bible today. Three weeks later, you still haven't read your Bible. You even make a vow to the Lord. I'm gonna, Lord, I vow, I'm gonna read my Bible. You still haven't, which, what, what does that mean? It doesn't mean you're evil. It just means you cannot without Christ. You cannot in your own strength fulfill over 400 laws that was under the Mosaic law. No one could fulfill those laws. Are you guys with me? That is why they needed a lamb, a physical lamb. It's blood to be shed to forgive the sins because that laws couldn't be fulfilled. So they had to be given a substitute, but then the substitute came. So is there a law you have to fulfill? Not one law outside of the law of love and faith that is written on your heart, which is to believe on the finished work of the cross that He has done it. The moment I say that I have to do something, I am making myself the Savior. And I'm removing the omnipotency of God. I'm removing the omniscience of God. It is a great sin. It is a great gnostic doctrine that has entered the church where we believe the blood has only washed some sins. Before I even get into that, are you guys with me? Go to Hebrews 8 verse 12. Hebrews 8 verse 12. You're like, some are looking at me like they're about to walk out. Hebrews 8 verse 12. I understand why. Just sit a little bit longer. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Serve so me. I will Remember, no more. The word for, when it says for, I will be merciful means because. So it's actually saying because I will be merciful. So the new covenant works because God is merciful towards our unrighteousness. The word no more means that there was a time that God used to remember our sins. Are you guys with me? He says, I will remember their sins no more. From this moment on forward, their sins are forgotten. Meaning in the old covenant, God remembered sins. Because he said, if you do this and if you do that, you will be cursed into your fourth generation. So God remembered sins. So the curse of the fathers came upon the curse of the fathers. That is why I'm not too fond of the generational curse thing. People get those curses because they don't believe in the finished work of the cross. Are you guys with me? He became a curse for us on the cross so that you are blessed. Listen, do you know how miserable people live who are continually looking for a curse? A curse here, a curse there, a curse there. How about you start uh, getting healthy? Uh, Start working, start training, and start having good relationships. That will fix 80% of your problems. While you're looking for a devil after every bush, a curse here, a curse there, a curse there, this curse there. I thought Jesus became your curse. What is a curse doing in your life? It's a work-based gnostic gospel that has entered the church. Listen to me. It has pulled people away from believing the finished work of the cross. They say that gratefulness is one of the most powerful qualities that a person can show. Because the moment you are grateful, you attract. Are you guys with me? They say gratefulness is the most powerful quality you can show. How do I get grateful only to know that my sins are completely washed away? And heaven is eternally my home. How do I live ungrateful if I think if I do this mistake that I go to hell? If I do that mistake, I go to hell? No, no, no. If you're a child of God, a son and a daughter of God, that is it. There's no going back. You didn't sign that contract. He signed it in his own blood. It's like God coming to Abraham and saying, Abraham, only I walk through the two sides, two pieces of the animal. You don't walk through there, meaning I'm making a covenant with myself. And this is symbolic of the cross. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. That as I walk through that, it is the cross resembled in the New Testament. That when Jesus was on the cross, You were not there. You had no say in it. So he's saying the only requirement I'm going to give them to be blessed is to believe upon the finished work of the cross. The blessing will not only provide for you, it will prosper you. Listen to me. It is not only there to look after your needs, but it is there to give you your wants. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. So you want to be blessed. Ah, oh, I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. You, how do you get to that place? You have to caught this revelation. You have to catch this revelation. Are you guys with me? Have, you, have your seats, have your seats. We'll be finished in, in five minutes. So let's put up the scripture again. I'm not going to finish the word. I'm like halfway through. So tonight, we're getting to the more powerful part, actually, uh, which is the irreversible blessing and what it will do for you and all those things. And we'll get into the blessing and the curse, man, and we're going to then pray for everyone. It's not going to be a long service. We're then going to pray for everyone. Where, where are we now? Psalm 8, verse... Hebrews, listen to this. For I will be merciful... To their unrighteousness please read it for me i want you to speak and to get it in say four for will remember hold on so god is saying i will remember them no more but i thought god is omniscience all-knowing god cannot forget how can god forget god doesn't forget No, he does. Otherwise, he's a liar. You get the omnipotency, omniscience, and omnipresence of God. There's degrees of those. The omnipotency is higher than the omniscience. So by God's choosing, sorry, by God's power, his omnipotent power, he can choose to not be omniscient when it comes to your sin. you know not even a prophet can see a sin that you have done if it is gone how do I keep that sin there when I keep believing it and when I keep believing it it's still active am I saved yes I'm saved I just haven't received that part of the cross so I keep thinking and believing I've sinned I keep feeling guilty that's when a prophet's like that's why prophet came to Nathan came to David and said this thing why he didn't repent yet are you guys with me how do the sin dealt deals with you when it's exposed and it comes out? To the degree of the sin, you can decide do you want to confess to, to, to God or confess to a person. But your confession to a person and to God doesn't bring you out of self into salvation or nothing like that. It brings you into right fellowship with God. Okay? So sin is there to remove the fellowship of God. So get back into fellowship with Him. So, so... He says, I will remember your sins no more. So he chooses in his omnipotence that he is not omniscient or he chooses to remember. He has so much power. He can change his mind to say, I don't want to remember their sins because I already remembered it and I already punished it on the cross. King David says, blessed is the man To whom sin is not imputed. If you have the finished work of the cross in your life, sin is not imputed to you. And the Bible says you are blessed. So there are many things when it comes to blessed. Blessed is the man who can walk and become unconscious of his sin because it is not imputed unto him. Others make a mistake. As this man makes mistakes, he doesn't even know he makes mistakes. have your seats I haven't fallen to sin you know I know so many people, preachers preach this message when they fall into sin you are silent either you are happy upset shocked many preachers preach this message when they fall into sin when I, I I'm not we all sin I'm speaking of a moral failure all of a sudden they don't confess it yet then they sneakily change the doctrine as full-on grace it happened now with some great ministers and it's great it's great it's, if that's what it took to get them to understand the actual gospel. Because beforehand, they were just trying to please God. You cannot please Him, you're already accepted. Are you guys with me? So, no, I haven't fallen morally. Also, not over December. You have, not me. You need this message more than me. More, more, more than me. So, you should be rejoicing because otherwise, we're going to see your sins the whole time. Are you guys with me? You see, the enemy fears a person understanding this truth. Because if they don't understand this truth, they'll be walking around condemned, defeated, no victory, no light. No glory, not under the blessing. Blessed, but not activated. How do, you act, how do you activate the blessing? Say with me, faith. That's it. Just faith. Faith is the activator for the power of God. Faith is the activator for the blessing. The Bible says that we are saved by grace through faith. Then it says that because we are of Abram's heirs, if we are Christ's heirs, then we are Abram's heirs by faith. Are you guys with me? So I do it by faith. Some with you the irreversible blessing. Let me close off, let me close off, let me close off. Or well, let's go back to, let's go back to one verse. I want tonight I'm going to get into what the blessing does for you and all those things Proverbs 10 verse 22 read this verse for me again. I know it made to this morning it was just foundational I could have done the whole message but I wanted to drop with you read this say the blessing does it say he makes him spiritually rich? does it say he makes him Rich in his soul. Rich in his body. The word there simply means prosperity. Material things. Meaning the blessing. When the blessing comes. You will prosper. It is just a matter of time. So what do you need to do? You need to find out where God is. And be there. To be in a place where you can be aligned and activate the blessing of God. My child cannot receive a blessing from me if they are out of the house before their time. Or if they live by their friends and then move to another friend, then move to another friend. Guess what happens? They grow up and become a criminal. So there's no blessing. It's the same in the house of God. I've seen people who are blessed who loves the local church. That's it. That's it. They serve the kingdom. Then you see those weird ones. They always like, I'm watching this one online after they watched us here. Now they're faithful ones, but after they watched us here, they sh- Stephen Footrick, even in between. Stephen Footrick, uh, Leon. Kreflodolla, you don't need to tithe, Leon. Tithe is important. Okay? And they swipe, 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 swipe. There's some people, there's some people, I watch some people. There's one person that tried to follow us in the ministry or try to, you know... I go onto their wall, on their Facebook wall, because they wanted to be involved in ministry and stuff. And all I see, I see them from morning to night posting about 120 videos of different preachers. I said, listen, you know, the, when I met the person, I said, listen, first of all, I'm not sure if you are the... I, I used a strong word. I said, I'm not sure if you are... Uh, if you are the spiritual church prostitute, or if you are, uh, if you have a problem, I said, but you will definitely not stay with you longer for longer than one week. Oh, because I'm going to kick you out. You're going to be confused. I said, because this one is preaching this doctrine. That one is preaching that doctrine. I said, let's go on your wall. This one is preaching this doctrine. Now this one is preaching totally that doctrine. You are just one confused Person. And what's going to happen is you will never be able to submit because you're going to have so many other voices and loyalties. Are you guys with me? So the blessing of the Lord makes me rich and adds no sorrow with it. Mm-hmm.